0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on October the 26th, 2021. I'm your host, Gaming Psychologist, and with me as always with his sanity meter filling up.
1: Caffeine rage. It wouldn't be draining.
0: Uh, Yes. Whatever. Or, or, in well, your insanity yeah. meter. Your stress meter. Uh, uh,
1: the insane in the membrane. That's right.
0: On today's episode, we will be discussing the October Game Club, which is Darkest Dungeon. We will reveal to you the next Game Club game for November. Next year's Co Online on pause as Activision Blizzard looks to, quote, reimagine the event. For our weekly community corner. We've got a couple of submissions this week. Ubisoft can't stop harassing people. Players have a ton of complaints about Nintendo Switch's online N64 games. And we're gonna talk about Nintendo Switch Online plus its expansion subscription costing fifty bucks a year. Finally, if time allows, and also if one of us, mostly me, is not passed out, we will have a Steam Discovery queue. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Hello, Rage.
1: Hello.
0: How are you this week, sir? Caffeinated. Me too. I don't know how long it'll last. I was telling you before we started recording, I had a really shitty night's sleep last night. I slept for about four hours in total. And I just like, one of those nights, you know, where you just lay in bed and you're like, God, I can't go to sleep.
1: Yeah. I hate that. Just uh, random insomnia for no damn good reason.
0: Yeah. Yep, it doesn't happen to me too often. I'm very fortunate that, generally speaking, I lay down, I go to sleep, no problem. But not the case last night.
1: Yeah, my my bad one is I uh, I'll lay there for a while just, and then just start yeah you know, doom scrolling on the phone because yeah, you know, not much else to do and. I do have a blue light filter on my phone, at least, for when it gets late. So, yeah. you know, it's not as bad as it could be, but... You also get to a certain point where, you know, it, you go past tiredness, and, you know, it kind of... It uh, 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 does a buffer underflow, and it's like, okay, I'm fully awake now. Yeah.
0: I have had that experience before.
1: So, you just gotta, you know, wait it out till you're tired again. And honestly... You're just going to frustrate yourself and uh, trying to force yourself to sleep, which is just going to make you you even more awake. Ironically enough. So yeah. Sometimes, usually, sometimes it's just best to go, yo, know, uh, look at idiots on Reddit.
0: Yeah. Usually, when this does happen, I will, um, I'll get up and go like to the living room and sit in there and do something. Mm-hmm. And once, usually once is enough. And I got up a couple of times last night. And then, but doing, like, in doing that, like, the dog gets up, and she wants to go outside, and she wants a treat, and it's... Like, after a couple of times, I was like, I'm just gonna fucking lay in bed. I'm better off to just lay in bed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: oh yeah well, I, did, well, I did do that. Well, I'm lucky that Adidas sleeps like a log, so... You know, I can just pop on the phone and not worry about waking her too much, which... Unless, yeah, start playing something, obviously, but, right? Yeah, so... That's, that's me. That's where I'm
0: at. And for last week, we did, uh, did Franken-content. I got a, a smidge, just, just a touch of food poisoning. Yeah, you had some um, foul, foul. Yeah. Apparently. That's the only thing I can figure, because, like, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half before we were, like, ready to record, there were, shall we say, violent expulsions from my body. And there was no other illness, like, I didn't have a fever, like it just like hit me, and was there, and I went to sleep, and I woke up the next day, and I was more or less okay. A little little rumbly and the tumbly there for uh, the next day, but then after that I was fine. Mm-hmm. So whoopsie doodle! I would I would have much rather not had that happen. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, would also food, sucked food was food poisoning a couple of times in my life.
1: Was whenever you texted me. I was standing there drinking my pre-show coffee.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm very sorry about that. I was hoping it would, like, it would just stop and would go away, it, it did not.
1: So, I basically popped on the computer, uh, did some Operation Log Bitch for a while, and then I uh, called it a night. Basically, uh, yeah, once the coffee started, where enough where I could sleep. Yeah. Which, I, I have the metabolism where I could drink a cup of coffee and then go to sleep like- few hours later so yeah i'll yeah i time it for the show uh yeah i'm pretty much done with my cup of coffee now so i'll be ready to go to bed at midnight ish yeah so yeah sweet
0: so I'll, I'll be ready to go to bed whenever so, my so, body so talking about dies. uh
1: deep dark things
0: Indeed, indeed. Let's, uh, let's segue straight into our game club. Yeah, we're
1: skipping games we played this week because it's game club week.
0: Yeah, we we usually, we've gotten to where we do that. I think that works out quite nicely. But anyways, for anyone who has never joined us for game club before, Rage and I intentionally play the same game at the same time for a month, give or take a little bit. Uh, Sometimes it bleeds over, depending on how things work out. And then we talk about it, um... We tell the community plenty of time ahead in case they want to play it as well and participate in the discussion, um, and we, I, I want to encourage people to do so. I miss, it's been a while, I miss whenever people would send in stuff to talk mm-hmm. about Game clubs
1: Or even past Game Clubs.
0: Yeah, any Game Club you want, feel free to contribute. We'll read your thing on the show, or we put it in if it's an audio clip or something, but... Anyways, um yes, so for for spoopy month, we always try to play a dark and or spoopy game. Um and this month was Darkest Dungeon.
1: Yeah, I ended up we didn't pick a spooky one, more of a tedious one.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll get to that soon enough. Um Darkest Dungeon released Well, Darkest Dungeon was an early access game that was funded through Kickstarter. Five or six years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it's considered sort of one of the early successes of that model. I mean, it
1: released in 2016, and they're working on the sequel now.
0: Yeah, um, but anyways, Darkest Dungeon is a um, a Cthulhu esque uh, dungeon crawling rogue light uh, game with uh, turn based combat al- elements. Um it's very interesting. My initial impressions, we're I mean we're just going to dive in. We're going to spoil stuff about the game. Neither of us beat the story, but the story is pretty easy to figure out like what's going to happen just from sort of the mm-hmm. intro to the game and and what goes on. But you and I both were positive on this game sort of partway through the month like we'd start playing it a couple couple hours into our runs. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, like it's really interesting. Like the game oozes like it's just style and atmosphere. It's got an excellent narrator. Yeah, like the, the very
1: and the healers or yeah, the plague doctors, and it has this, uh, yeah, dark fantasy uh, styling to it that just is um, yeah. The uh, style wise, it's I can't think of really any place it goes wrong. Uh, yeah, it's got mode. an
0: excellent soundtrack, excellent sort of ambient noise, excellent music. Um, I already mentioned the narrator, uh, art style is wonderful. It's, it, it manages to be sort of grotesque without being gross. I don't, I don't, it manages to, to strike like a good balance between like, Ooh, you can tell that these are like, you know, gross monsters or wretched people or whatever without being like overly like sickening. You know, it strikes a balance between being kind of gross, but not being like, gory and disturbing if that if that makes sense um i was very impressed some of the early art assets like i thought let's go and, and maybe this is definitely highly informed by the context of like more modern games but i was like this is almost like quaint you know or, or like sort of cute in a way um just because of how well it strikes that balance between like you know dark and grimy and gritty and you know, nasty without being like, oh god, like that's excessive. You know? So yeah, art style, um I feel like the menus kinda, you know, stick to that as well. Like the menus, you know, everything seems to be themed really well, I guess is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So presentation, A plus. Setup, A plus. Uh the story hook for the game is like you, the player character is like the descendant you know, the, the descendant of a noble who like owns this land where quote unquote the darkest dungeon is and yeah sort he's of he dug squanders too deep and yeah he digs too deep and awakens you know the thing from deep within the earth um and so like he's you know he, to set up the story like he writes you this letter and he's telling you all this stuff and then it, you know sort of it's like he sends the letter and then he shoots himself and kills himself mm-hmm. and then it's portrayed as like his ghost um is like narrating the story to you. As you go along, I read some stuff about the end, and apparently like he's the final boss
1: I mean that's not um, a surprise
0: no that is not a surprise I didn't at all, know
1: that but... and I'm not surprised in the slightest
0: yeah, but you know in in the game survives the first couple of hours of of contact with this you know everything is new and novel and you're learning about stuff and you're being introduced to things very quickly the gameplay loop becomes oh wow that's neat to oh wow that's it and then the frustration sets in
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i'll let you i'll let you talk yeah, for a moment as
1: yeah i honestly it. didn't get terribly far in it one I, unless i just clicked through it the game tells you practically nothing on how to play so yeah not really uh so it's a lot of kind of sitting there trying to figure out what all these different stats mean and all the placements and everything because how the combat works is it's a party of four versus however many uh four playable characters and there you get new characters off the stagecoach to replenish your uh barracks which you're going to do a lot and the idea is taking four characters into the uh, different dungeons to essentially level them up and boost them up t- so they could go on to the next tier. Without mods, characters are limited to areas that they could go-, go to by their levels. So once you level past a dungeon, you cannot take a high level character back to help boost your other characters. So you're forced to constantly rotate, and this isn't even considering the sanity mechanic, which I just found so f- frustrating. So the idea... The sanity... Oh, sorry, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, the sanity mechanic is a good idea
1: that executed, executed poorly. badly. Yeah, so the sanity mechanic, each character... Uh, deals with stress of the different dungeons and the Cthulhu-esque monsters in them by getting stress, or mental stress. And once you get past 100 points, you have essentially a mental break of some sort, depending on the character. I'm not sure if it's just a complete random, if it's uh, based on their class or what. But then once you get past 200, you get to the point where The character could just, yo, have a heart attack and die. And that's actually how I lost my first one in the run was uh, I was on the very last fight and they just got, kept getting picked on by uh, the monster to the point that they actually had a heart attack. They were at full health but because it kept doing stress damage to them, they just had a heart attack and dropped dead. And there was other runs that, or sub runs I guess, because it's all kind of this overarching roguelike experience where it's essentially a roguelike campaign where, you know, it's this one run that lasts, yeah you know, 15, 20, 30 hours or however long.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you're, you're playing, sorry, you're playing as like, like, you know, like I said, like it's set up like you're, you know, the descendant of this noble mm-hmm. person. I don't think your person is any of the characters. I think you're like the guy who's running the town. Yeah. That yeah, you springs are, up around the darkest dungeon. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, even though it's a roguelite in the the sense of, like, you're doing dungeon runs and you have, you know, people that can die and there's a lot of randomization, like, your character, per se, never really dies. He just keeps hiring people to throw bodies at this problem.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Which, I mean, I can dig that. That kind of fits in with the, you know, Cthulhu-esque narrative of, like, you know, you're some guy who's trying to solve this problem and you keep hiring people to, to deal with it. You know, that that kind of fits. Like, I've played the Call of Cthulhu RPG a couple of times. And that's usually how it winds up. There's some guy who's got a weird problem in his basement. And he hires you and, you know, your party to go deal with it. So... My, my first character, Death... Was um I got into a battle, not even a boss battle, but just like on one of the longer dungeons, mm-hmm. just kind of getting worn down, and I was I was contemplating whether or not to abandon the run, and um, which
1: uh, also gives you stress, by the way, which we'll get to how you deal with that later.
0: Yes, but I was contemplating abandoning the run, and then I got into a fight. And I'm like, okay, I'll do this fight and see how it turns out. And my
1: person on the first
0: turn gets hit with a crit and goes down. And it applied bleed to them. And so then when it came over to my turn, before I could even do anything, they took bleeding damage and they were in like that critical state. So whenever a character gets down from damage, every time they get attacked, basically it's, it's like a dice roll. And if they fail, then they die. And if they succeed, then technically they could survive while being downed forever, as far as I know. But he took bleeding damage. And then died before I could do anything to solve it. That pissed me off.
1: Yeah, uh, one of my runs, uh, the very first battle, I, I had a crit that just one of my characters went from zero stress to over 50, like 60 or 70 in one, com- in one round of combat before it got back to my turn. Typically, it goes like your guys, then the opponent. Yeah. And it's just at that point, it's just, you know, kind of okay, what can I do to just kind of salvage this run of, you know, enough so that I'm not losing a bunch of money because, you know, this guy's going to have a mental break within, you know, a couple rooms. Because it's not even just, you know, dealing with the enemies. It's also, every so often, you know, uh, the characters build up stress just because they're in this dungeon. Uh, There's random events that happen in the dungeon. You'll find uh, rain, uh, you know, uh, things to interact with that, you know, if you uh, uh, do something with them, that also could give you stress. And it's just, ugh.
0: yep. Sometimes even opening a treasure chest can give you stress if it's like it's booby trapped or it's cursed or, you know, whatever. Um, sometimes you have to make or, hunger checks where your people might have to eat food and that yeah. stresses them out.
1: Yeah. Or uh, another one is that. Uh, the characters can have negative quirks, so they may have to deal with, a, you know, a, a treasure chest because, they you know, they're, uh, they're, they're obsessive.
0: Yeah. So they open it automatically, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, you, you have the option to open treasure chests or not, sort of, but, you know, th- then that might happen. You get a quirk with someone who's obsessive or even, like, accidentally, like, something happens and it triggers the chest opening, like, you know, sort of a random event or something. Um, I, there are, I guess, positive things that happen, too. Like, you can find stuff that, like, you know, it's like you find a, you know, a campfire or something, and your your party can rest for a moment, and that can heal them a little bit and reduce their stress, unless unless they have a trait, or a quirk, or a trinket that gives them some kind of a uh, negative, you know, like some kind of debuff. Yeah, and which like, honestly- oh, in a campfire is actually stressful.
1: Yeah, honestly, I didn't even mess with the trinkets, because every single one I had- the negatives was not worth the pos- the small benefit it had.
0: Yeah, same. I did not find a trinket that w- that I thought was worth using.
1: Uh, now, uh, some of the longer dungeons where you are forced to uh, have an encampment, that enters an interesting kind of sub-strategy uh, layer where you can pick where you want to set up camp, and then you have a time limit of however long to use secondary skills that your characters have uh, to reduce stress, to heal up a little bit. Assuming, of course, you know they don't have some sort of weird quirk that you know makes you know the positives negatives, Because, of course, right, right. Uh, there are a lot of well,
0: yeah. No, I was gonna say, I'll stop myself for a second, but no, there there are a lot of those.
1: Yeah, it's like every single character you have to either send them to the uh asylum to you know remove some horrible quirk or you know. Just deal with it. Which yeah, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know, I know. I know. bar and hope for the best, I or the Cthul- warhouse, or- I, know, I know, the Cthulhu-esque uh, aesthetic of, you know, everybody's damaged and terrible, but it doesn't make for fun game design.
0: <laughs> no, so the problem is, the, the core gameplay element of this is randomization. Someone that I uh, watch, so for Game Club, I always will... Play the game, and then before we do the show, like the day of or the day before, I will go and I will look at some reviews, and I'll look at some critics that I follow that, you know, I kind of trust their opinions on, and we'll see what they had to say about whatever game it is that we're playing, and see how my own sort of feelings and interpretations line up with theirs, and I... I agree with this statement, but I didn't think of it this way. One of the critics that I went and watched a short YouTube video that they did said that it was like a single-player Hearthstone with how much randomization bullshit can come out of nowhere and completely turn something around, usually to the player's detriment. And that's just not fun. Like, a little bit of randomization every once in a while? Absolutely. Spice things up, element of danger, tension, stress, like... You know, good. That Those are good game design elements when handled in moderation or, or handled properly. But so much of this game has to come down with you just being lucky enough that you don't get fucked by their, all the randomization, you know, enough times in a row. Because it's like, you know, your people will randomly develop quirks, like bad quirks that cause them to have more stress or take more damage. Uh, especially, if they,
1: especially if they leave the dungeon with over 100 stress.
0: Yeah, or if they don't, like, where that they won't listen to your orders sometimes, or all the time, or that they just won't do anything, and then they leave the dungeon, and you, so then you try to remove their stress, and, you you know, you send them to the tavern, for example, where they can rest and relax, or there's a chance they could lose their trinkets, or that they could get into a fight and get damaged, or get in more stress. Or or what's even worse
1: is they, they have one of the quirks where they have to do this one specific thing, uh, but, oh, the, uh, the... Cavern Keepers, you know, drinking at the bar, so, you know, can't have more than two people because you haven't uh, ground enough relics to be able to expand the bar to buy another goddamn stool.
0: Which, that's that's the sort of the back end of it. Sort of the, aside from having your people, which do level up, um, the maximum level is six. You start at level zero, if you survive one dungeon, you're promoted to level one, and then otherwise they gain XP to level up all the way up to a maximum level of six. Um, and those carry over until they're killed, obviously, but the rest of it comes down to building up your town, um, to give yourself more stuff, um, you know, there's a tavern where your people can go rest, you get, like, a church, there's the, the wagon that brings people in that can be upgraded, there's a few other things, too, that are there. Um, yeah, like, uh, uh, the that blacksmith
1: th- that does absolutely nothing until you upgrade it quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Which, but which sort of, I just like found the, frustrating.
0: Yeah, but I, I think the idea, and this doesn't work well either because of how random everything is and how long it takes to grind stuff back up after you lose something. I think the idea is it's like how most roguelites will sort of, you know, capitalize on this. of so Like, okay, well, this is your pro- your little bit of progression that makes future runs easier so that you can get farther and get more stuff.
1: Yeah, but the thing, uh, the, the lesson it didn't learn from other roguelites or rogue lights, or whatever genre you want to put this in. Because it could really straddle the line on both of them. Is that... Usually whenever I fail a run... It's my fault. Yeah. It's not the game absolutely fucking me. Because... I triggered something... Or... Not even triggered something. A random event happened. Uh, that gave just enough stress... To cause someone to have a you know, a psychotic fit, or a random crit knocked, yeah, you know, a good twenty to thirty points of sanity damage into a character and cause them to, you know, go berserk, or yeah, you know, just have a heart attack and die. Right, HP is not that hard to deal with in this game.
0: The, I mean, as the long as you have, stay fairly uh, yeah, as, low. yeah, as long
1: as you have a, yeah. You know, one of the healer classes, you're fine there. And one of the, uh, one of the things I've read, uh, just looking at, you know, different, kind of the meta of, okay, how the hell do you deal with all this stress? Because, right? Yeah. Is, uh, people are just saying, well, just take characters in that can crit, all- that can stun all the time and just chain stun. Well, that's not fun! If I were to deal yeah. with t- chain stunning, I'd be playing World of Warcraft Battlegrounds. Ayo! But yeah. I mean, pretty much if you have to cheese a mechanic like that, it's a bad mechanic.
0: Yeah. If you can cheese it for, you know, lulls or speedrunning or something, that's fine. But if you fundamentally, you know, either need to or in order to make the game, like, fun or playable or whatever, then yeah, that's bad game design. Um, so yeah. What else? What else is there? Um,. I mean, that covers most of it. Do you have other...
1: Uh, Not really. I mean, I just had trouble playing this because it was just so damn depressing. Which I know, it's a Cthulhu-esque game. But it was just... uh, It kind of triggered something in me that just made me not want to play it. On top of just feeling like it's tedious and honestly, at the end of the day, boring. Because you're dealing with the same thing. Once you get in, uh, once you figure out the combat loop outside of it, you know, just screwing you over because of random things, there's not nearly as much here as it seems like there is.
0: Yeah. I, um, also found it pretty, pretty boring, I think by the end, like after a few hours, I had the combat loop figured out and it's like, okay, is this it? And from what I looked up online, yep, that's pretty much it. The game throws a couple of surprises at you across your, you know, 30, 40, 50 hour playthrough, depending on how much of a completionist you are and if you're using the DLC more, or not. More like
1: masochist.
0: <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great skin with that's wrapped around a good idea...
1: More like a a, that is, a a great skin wrapped around a rotten husk of gameplay.
0: Right. I, I was going to say it's a great skin wrapped around a good idea that they undercooked and it came out all lumpy. You know, the sec- I I hope the second one is better. Um, I mean, there are plenty of people who like this game. I think we are in the minority. And I don't know if that's because of the types of gamers that we are. Sort of this is not our, you know, not our first rodeo. We, I mean, you know, we're, again, we're that enthusiast level who play a huge variety of games. We talk about games on a regular basis. Like, we've seen better, we've played better, we've enjoyed better. um, And, and we approach games, I think, more critically than sort of the average player does. Not to, like, shit on, like, a normal person. Like, we're the fucking weirdos in this situation, I think. You know, so not to, like, You know, down anybody or begrudge anybody who had fun with it, but I think we're in the minority because we engage with games in a different. I mean, let's put it this way: on
1: Steam, it has a ninety-one percent positive rating uh, on recent reviews, and ninety percent out of eighty-eight thousand, almost eighty-nine thousand.
0: I wonder how much of our view on this has been skewed by time too. Like, if we played this back in two thousand sixteen, when it was. When there weren't quite so many of this type of game, maybe. But I, I just feel like we've seen games do this better. May maybe that's the problem. Maybe this is a. It was much better in the you know in the time period when it was released because it didn't have as much competition, as much that it sort of iterated on its ideas and done them better. And if that's the case, I mean, fair enough. But in twenty twenty one. Darkest Dungeon is is I feel pretty pretty middling. Mm-hmm. If you can deal with the randomization, like if that's something that like really speaks to you as a player, you probably love it. And if that thing that sort of stuff really truly doesn't bother you and you're drawn in by the aesthetic, there might be something here long term. Um otherwise, I would say, you know, if you really want to check this out, play it. I don't know, four, five hours, and as soon as you start to be like, man, this is getting repetitive, just stop because you're right, it is, and there's really not much else from that. So, you, you, do you have any anything else to add?
1: Uh, not really. I would say that uh look for it on sale. I, I think this pops up quite often on humble bundles and different uh, bundles these days because. Uh, the sequel actually is out. It's an Epic Game Store exclusive. That's why we haven't heard about it because, of course, right? Right.
0: Um, also, currently, Darkest Dungeon is on Game Pass.
1: Uh, I wasn't sure if it was on Game Pass. I didn't go looking on it.
0: Yeah, so I uh, I saw it. Yeah. I, I just i I looked today. Just while well, I was looking for Game Club games for us mm-hmm. to talk about for future Game Clubs. I was like, I wonder if Darkest Dungeon's on there, and and it is. I don't know how much longer it's going to be on there or even how long it has been on there, but it is there at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the downside of Game Pass is that things uh, rotate out sometimes pretty quickly, but usually it's at least a year. Yeah. Looks like it came Um, out on Game Pass uh, in June, if the release date is anything to go by on here, because that's the wrong release date for the game. Okay.
0: June of this year, I assume?
1: Yeah, it says uh, uh, June 9th, uh, uh, 2021. Okay. Which is definitely the wrong year.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay.
1: So it turns out the uh, real horror was the gameplay all along.
0: (laughs) Right. Instead of we were the monsters all along, (laughs) it was the game that was the monster all along.
1: More like Monstrous.
0: Which is a, a real shame. I wanted to... Yeah, I really wanted to like to this one really like as this. well, but
1: it, it it quickly got tedious. I mean, I only got a couple runs in and just saw how tedious it was already getting.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, well, I, right. I was right. It was a short game club, huh?
0: Indeed. 30, 30-ish minutes. Um, hey,
1: long enough to get uh, random recruited by Eldritch Horror and, you know, just have a heart attack.
0: Very true. Very like, I'd true. rather have
1: a heart attack than play that game again. Um, yeah, a mild one.
0: <laughs> right. Alright, well, our next Game Club game, then, for the month of November, in the year of our Lord 2021, is going to be Watchdogs. Dogs. What, Jesus? <laughs> right. Uh. The the original Watch Dogs. Um, let's see, you can get Watch Dogs... They, you, you didn't Ubisoft give it away for free? Several times. Several times, and then, um, I believe the Epic Store has given it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously you can buy it on Steam. Now, hang
1: on, I was doing my favorite part of, uh, whenever there's a game called game I dislike, deleted, uh, delete,
0: <laughs> yeah. Watch Dogs is not a game pass. I didn't think it was, but it never hurts to look. Anyways, uh, we're going to go back to a time many years ago when people still seemed to believe that Ubisoft could do something other than sexually harass its employees.
1: Yeah. Right. Hey, we'll see how much sexual harassment's in this game and how well it aged.
0: There is definitely some. I have played Watch Dogs all the way to completion uh, back when it released uh what was that 2014 mm-hmm. i think um there is definitely sexual harassment in that game and i expect it doesn't age well <laughs> but i remember enjoying my time playing it so we'll see if it holds up uh seven six seven odd years later
1: yeah look at it this way it also clears us to eventually play the probably the more interesting of the watchdogs games eventually right
0: eventually
1: but not today i believe i
0: yeah, I think I've got it through UPlay. Pretty sure I've gotten it through UPlay. I I don't know. I have it.
1: So I think I have it as well. I'll have to actually go double check that one.
0: Yeah, I've definitely I've, I've definitely got it on Xbox because I bought it digitally. Weirdo. Which, yeah, I know. Um. Oh no, no, I, you no, really, no.
1: The proper term. Peasant.
0: Yeah. Um. I bought it on Xbox when it, like, near when it released it digitally. I was a weirdo then. Like, people didn't, other than PC, like, people didn't do uh downloads like that on console very often. I made the Switch to all digital early. Like, I think 2011 was when I started buying all of my games digitally.
1: I'll uh, sometimes buy things physically, but that's more Switch games. Mm-hmm.
0: So, anyways, um, Yeah. Moving on to our first news topic yeah, of the night. Yeah, because we, on the we pretty much
1: knew this one was going to be short. So,
0: yeah. So next year's BlizzCon <laughs> BlizzCon line uh, is on pause as Activision Blizzard looks to quote reimagine end quote the event.
1: <laughs> More like waiting for uh, the dumpster fire to cool off, right?
0: Right. Waiting for you know they're they're having a beer. They're waiting for all this to blow over.
1: So uh, BlizzCon Line is their online event because yo, COVID's still a thing. Because yep. right? Uh, dumb in the states United like states especially dumb states and, uh, like mean, ours, was... right? Yeah, just can't oh, take this shit. I was shit so seriously. excited. I
0: was so excited. On a positive note, related to COVID, which is a weird sentence to say, but the FDA approved uh, vaccines for children five through 11 i believe is the age range so i'm gonna call the the health department tomorrow find out when they're getting or when they're gonna start dosing kids and also when i can get my booster shot
1: yeah i need to look into the booster shot for myself as well you know uh get uh would this be 7g or is it a multiplier so i'm up to 12g
0: Hmm, it's probably an exponential thing, really, so 5G, 25G. No, 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 we, no remember I got my get...
1: flu shot, so I'm up to 6.
0: Oh, right, so then you'll have, uh, what is that, 36? Ooh. 36G.
1: Some galaxy brain stuff going on now.
0: Absolutely. Anyways, back, back on to our, our topic with a, a shitty, sexually harassing... <laughs> horrible company that's mm-hmm. not ubisoft it's another one
1: yeah turns out there's a lot of these so additionally Indeed. we would like to take some time to reimagine what blizzcon event of uh, the future would look like this is down i uh, lost who it was god damn I, I had the name highlighted then i clicked off of it or this is uh it's not a particular person it's just uh, the press of uh, release uh, the first BlizzCon was held 16 years ago, and so much has changed in the time since, the statement continued. Uh, where, whatever the event uh looks like in the future, you also need to ensure that it feels as safe, welcoming, and as inclusive as possible. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you might want that, but, but m- it's gonna be hard to do that if you keep sexually harassing- might, You might
1: want to do that for your company first, right? Yeah. We're we're committed to continual communication with our players. (laughs) And yelling at them, uh, do you not have phones? (laughs) I wonder Uh, if they're doing this just to duck uh, people asking about Warcraft 3 Reforged. And yes, I did see the Nerd Slayer video about it.
0: Who knows? Maybe they are.
1: (laughs) Oh. Didn't Diablo 2, uh, the remaster, come out and it also had issues? Because of yes, course it did.
0: Because of course it did.
1: Uh, I think it had a bunch of server issues and it requires an online connection for single player because of course it does. I'm not sure if it's been fixed, though. Now I'm double checking going to Metacritic. Um Oof! <laughs> that that's nasty A meta score is, is 80 for the PC version but the user score is 2.9 oh that is pretty rough what's the switch version because that that that's going to be the interesting one huh it also is telling that um ooh it's 2.6 over on the switch
0: so scientifically
1: speaking it's it's no bueno yeah. it's not very high yeah but it's also uh the PC version just lists activision as the, <laughs> as the developer and not uh, activision blizzard which yo know, how how times have changed huh
0: yeah trying to hide that uh you know that just let lo- that that beautiful blizzard name mm-hmm. that's what they're doing
1: yeah it's only slightly tarnished right
0: <laughs> right only slightly
1: yeah i mean uh Diablo to resurrected. <laughs> uh, they might have to perform another one. Uh, user scores across the different uh, platforms: PC. Th- this is just user scores, by the way. Two point nine PC X, uh, Box One two point six PS Four two point seven Switch two point six, and the uh, and that's I mean it's just right. Yeah. Which I know, it's user scores and it only people that are really pissed off are really that or they're really upset are gonna really come to Metacritic to air grievances. You know, it's not gonna get very positive reviews here, but at the same time that's heard they're telling.
0: Yeah. Because
1: you know, this this was Blizzard. This was the golden child, right?
0: One of the golden children, yeah. <laughs> I'd say Blizzard was, was thought of as one of those.
1: Well Valve has just gone to sleep, so right. Yeah. They haven't uh well, they woke up, released Artifact, which was kind of a nightmare. Uh but did do Half Life Alex, so alright.
0: Yeah. Most people are are pretty pleased with that from what I can tell. Uh um, Yeah, I just
1: had to go over and see what the uh about Diablo too because I figured it was going to be nasty and it's every bit it if not worse. So yeah, I mean I mean let's just be let's just call it what it is. This is them hoping that things are better next year so they don't have to answer for all the shit going on, right?
0: Yeah. And I mean, let's be real here. I don't like having to I don't, I don't like saying this, but they almost certainly will not answer f- for what they did.
1: Mhm. Because the government screwed up some paperwork or something, or, yep. or did something incorrectly.
0: Yep. Some, yeah. They did something that was incorrect, which sucks. Like, I didn't figure that ultimately they would succeed with much, but it sucks. Uh, that so they get all technical- like-
1: technicality. Yeah. Assuming that, yeah, something else doesn't spring forth from it, right? Because. True.
0: Uh, Anything's possible.
1: And it is frustrating to uh, see something like this happen on our technicality, but also those rules and regulations are there prote- to protect people from, you know, uh, the government going nuts on them. Yeah. So while it is frustrating in this case, yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Because we've seen how totalitarianism uh, works, right? And...
0: Yeah, we have. Sometimes I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there tonight.
1: Oh, it looks like uh. By the way, I, I just happened to see it. Uh, Watch Dogs is on deep discount right now. Uh, Where is
0: it deeply discounted? Steam.
1: Uh, sub eight dollars. I'm not sure how long this is actually yeah. going to go on. Uh, till November first. Deal
0: offer ends November first. So there you go. So what is that? Next Monday. So yeah, if, if you listen to this and you don't have Watchdogs, you can get it for seven dollars and fifty cents.
1: Or the complete edition, which is twelve bucks.
0: And you get the Watchdogs bundle, which has one and two for twelve. Or no, sorry, mm-hmm. fifteen bucks. I do not have Watchdogs two. Might do that. See what it's on sale for on. Wait, no, no, I shall raise the Jolly Roger.
1: <laughs>
0: Not buying things from Ubisoft. You shouldn't either. I understand <laughs> if you want to though. Yard, yard. Anyways, all right. Uh, what do we got next?
1: Um,
0: navigating back over to the correct Windows or tabs.
1: Uh, th- we're off to the community corner.
0: Right. Uh, so we got a couple community corner submissions, and then we piggybacked one thing mm-hmm. onto one. Yeah, of because them. it so, kind of
1: made sense to do so.
0: Yeah, speaking of Ubisoft and then being bullshit, uh, <laughs> Ubisoft can't stop harassing people.
1: Yeah, so there this was is a tweet, same shameless the well shamelessly stolen from James Stephanie Sterling. Uh, that's the this made the rounds on the Twitter today. Uh, yeah. If you were playing Far Cry... Was it 6? Far Cry 6, yes. Okay. Uh, well, sorry. I start, I stopped giving a shit about Far Cry. At, well, Far Cry 1. Understandable. Um, If you were playing Far Cry 6 and you stopped playing for an extended amount of time, a couple weeks, the game actually emails you. Or the company emails you. Uh, as the dictator in the game that you're trying to depose, saying uh you failed that uh, you could try that uh, you didn't try very hard and gave you gives you your hours played in uh, the email. And I'm conflicted on this because it is an interesting marketing thing to try to you know, taunt you uh, to play more. Uh, but it's also Ubisoft doing this, right? Yeah. And uh, Ubisoft is- already has a lot of mechanisms in its games to make them pseudo addictive on top of Usually some sort of bullshit monetization and just, right? Yeah.
0: So it just, it's, it's real. I wouldn't be happy if this was any game company. It's like, if I stop playing a game, leave me alone. I stop playing it either because I can't play it for one reason or another. Circumstances, something about the game means I can't play it. Or because I don't like it, so I don't want to play it anymore. Like, don't. Try to manipulate me, because that's what this is. Is that's this? I mean, this is manipulation. Mm-hmm. Like so, the tweet. I mean, this is just a link to a tweet that we've got. I'm sure by the time that this goes, this episode goes live, there will be news articles and YouTube videos and the like about it. But the tweet is from someone named Brendan Sinclair, um, managing editor for GamesIndustry.biz, Biz, mm-hmm. according to their yeah. So their... I
1: imagine Games Industry Biz is going to have an article about this, and we'll. Six hours,
0: yeah, probably. And, but it says a lot of games are already ruthlessly designed to maximize engagement. But now they email and hassle you if you dare stop playing them. And then there's a couple of screenshots from, uh, let's see, Far Cry Six. Uh, it says it was a am- mate. It was amusing to watch you fail. Ubisoft Far Cry Six and a picture of the bad guy who I still can only see as Gus Fring from Breaking Bad because they got that actor. Well,
1: well it's more, yeah. You know, Blandy McBlanderson.
0: Yeah. But it says, Hola, Rojas. I wanted to thank you for giving me free reign in Yara. Take it easy and know that Yara is in capable hands. El Presidente. And then it says, Surely you can do better than this. It's three hours time played is for this person. And it's like, That is, that is manipulation. That's trying to make you feel shitty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, Oh no, I left this dictator in charge. And also, I'm a bad gamer for not playing a game for more than however many
1: hours now the question is would it still email you if you triggered whatever achievement it is to uh that you completed the game
0: i don't know interesting interesting question i honestly i would be surprised if it didn't email you you know because i i feel like the email you would get was like oh good job you did whatever, you freed the island, but why not another go-around? Maybe you could do it faster or better, or find the rest of those secrets or something, you know? hmm I feel like that's what you'd get that, that way. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong, but... I it, it, feel like I have a good chance of being right.
1: That's just one of those things that... <sighs> on the surface, it's not that bad. And I've seen a few people... Point out that, well, this is just uh, them, uh, you know, taunting you, you know, uh, uh, being uh, a little uh, silly about it. But it's also, you know, one, manipulation, and two, the fact that this is Ubisoft doing it. <laughs> and they have had an yeah. issue with harassment. Had issues with harassment for years. Only, you know, several.
0: Yeah. Only several years. So, yeah, this is, uh, Scientifically, no bueno. Major harassment, major bullshit. I'm not there for it. Mm-hmm. Not I'm not about it. So Yeah.
1: Uh, pretty much uh the same for me. It's just
0: uh, it
1: it it just feels ick, you know? Oh yeah. Definitely. Would have been funny if it was like some sort of small indie dev that doesn't have the history that Ubisoft does? Maybe. Actually most likely. I think it's just kind of the weight of everything Ubisoft has done uh, in the last several years, right? That's yeah. just kind of skewed this to more uh,
0: I mean it just it just feels much more malicious. Yeah, that
1: that's uh, that's the word I was looking for.
0: And I want to have good good faith is the wrong term, but I I want to think that the the, the developer who proposed this or implemented it like had a, you know, was like, "Oh, this would be a neat type of interaction for our game. That would be neat. And then it had been twisted. But obviously I have no way to prove that or know who developed it or if it was like some marketing dickhead or an executive or what, you know. No way to know. But I want to believe that it was just like a guy or a gal there who was like, oh, this would be a neat way to, you know, immerse our players a bit more in the game experience. That's what I hope.
1: Yeah, but I have no faith when it comes to Ubisoft uh, doing things in good faith. So, I'm going to go, it's probably some suit saw, like, an article on psychology.
0: Yeah. Yep. You are probably correct, sir. That seems
1: likely. And, uh, speaking of, uh, being psychotic, let's talk about the, uh, Nintendo Online, uh, pass expansion. Yep. (laughs) So this is something I wanted to talk about last week, and this popped up at the Community Corner, with uh, the complaints about things, because it launched yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Pretty sure it was, because I had to update my Switch. Uh, and, turns out, <laughs> Nintendo came and ported port a 25-year-old game without issues, because of course they can't. Yeah. So, uh, do we want to talk about the price first? Because... All right.
0: Yeah. Let's. I so, mean, we can talk about this. Okay. Price. So,
1: this is. Is this the first time that we've seen an ex- uh a, a DLC to a, uh, essentially a subscription service? Or. Yeah. I guess technically this is a second tier, but the way that they word it, it made it sound more like it's. Uh, yeah. Purchasing a DLC to your expansion or an expansion yeah. DLC to, you know, sw- to the switches online capabilities, which are extremely limited
0: yeah i think this is the first time we've seen that
1: so they had some weird wording when they announced this uh they're calling this the expansion pass so this gives you access to the nintendo 64 library the access to the sega genesis library and also for whatever reason the upcoming DLC to Animal Crossing, which is just weird. Yeah. Mind you, the Animal Crossing DLC is not a standalone game. You still have to have the base game. And honestly, anybody that's really interested in Animal Crossing is likely, unless they have some sort of you know, need to play these retro games is just going to buy the DLC because the DLC is 25 bucks, and this is $50 a year. And if you lose the uh, subscription, you lose the DLC as well. The way yep. that they worded it, it made it almost sound like they could add some more DLCs in the future. And if they do that, it sounds interesting. That it's a game pass for their DLCs, but they... Not released anything official about that, and it's just such a weird thing that have have random d l c added to this when it's otherwise yeah you know, retro games,
0: yeah it feels too i mean one it's weird feels weird two it it feels like and this is like a classic you know own oh, Nintendo. Sort of moment where that they do things. Oh no, no, we're getting to the they've... old
1: Nintendo moment,
0: right? Okay, but this whole thing feels like in like a Nintendo was like, yeah, fuck it, let's do this, and they didn't think about it, and it's like a a bad, messed up, poorly implemented idea.
1: Or the other option is that, uh, the you know, uh, the happy or, or it's happy home disowners, because that's kind of where it's harping on. Um, I'm blanking on the actual name of the DLC but the Animal Crossing DLC uh, is there as kind of a loss leader because it cost them so much to license the games for uh, N64 and the Sega Genesis that they had to bump up the price but they had to have some sort of you know thing added to it because nobody's gonna buy in at $50 a year Plus, pretty much have to buy some sort of controller because the control schemes for these games suck. Or at least the N64 ones. I've seen nobody talking about the Sega Genesis ones. No one. And that's either a blessing or a curse, and I'm not sure which. So... uh, The Switch. Yep. uh, Has four face buttons... On each Joy-Con. Pretty standard, right? Pretty standard. So, for N64 games... uh, Mind you, there's a couple profiles... That you could switch back and forth to. But both of them have this uh, same problem. And there's no default remapping. Is that A and B are A and B. Then X and Y are left and down C buttons. Which makes no sense. And depending on the game, the control stick on the right Joy-Con just mirrors the left Joy-Con because of course it does, right? Right. Why wouldn't it? And there's no remapping controls, like I said. And third-party controllers are trying to just, you know, figure out ways around this limitation. So if you really wanted to play N64 games, you're having to buy their N64 controller for the Switch, which is another 50 bucks, And it's also sold out because Nintendo. Or at least it was sold out last time I looked.
0: Right, Nintendo with their manufactured artificial scarcity.
1: Uh-huh. It's just... Uh, it, it's amazing to me that Nintendo has... Such a rabid fan base these days, with how much they screw them over. They truly are the Apple of gaming.
0: (laughs) Right. And I posted a tweet the other day that was like, you know, hot take from a PC games enthusiast. Like, PCs are, basically, PCs are better than consoles in every way. There's no point in owning a console, except for the Switch. And that's because the Switch still has got a couple of, of unique things... In the marketplace, being Nintendo first party exclusives that aren't available anywhere unless you want to emulate them, which, fair enough, you can do that on a PC. And I would advise doing so uh, especially in, in, in the, as many cases as possible.
1: Uh, especially these uh, 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 things, because, oh boy.
0: Yeah. But, um, you know, they still offer, you know, Nintendo first party titles. And if you want to play them like that, and also uh, that portable experience, which you can. Get that's getting closer to being, ex, you know, easily accessible. It'll be interesting to see what the Steam Deck hardware. does. Uh PC hardware.
1: Yeah. Because that's going to be probably our best bet for a while. Because a lot of these Switch-esque uh, PCs, they are either stupidly expensive or stupidly expensive and have very crap battery. Or yeah. if they don't have a crap battery, they're essentially a web book or Chromebook, you know? hmm So, gonna be interested to see, see exactly how the Steam Deck handles things. But, yeah, it's just... I, I'm just looking at the... I looked at the lineup, and I don't see what's the, you know, $50 a euro's worth. People are banking on uh, Nintendo to have this, you know, amazing library coming up. And based off some of the st- data mine stuff, they may have at some point, but just you know, not worth it right now. It seems like. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that. I would agree that it's not worth it.
1: Yeah. Now I'm. What is the actual game list? No, it's on one of these links. Come on, where are you? Okay, so the uh, N64 launch lineup: Super Mario 64, which. Hey, wait a minute! Did they just have that as a physical release? <laughs> they did. As they a did just timed, have
0: that as a physical, a release. Timed physical Regis.
1: slash uh, digital release.
0: Yeah, their thirtieth anniversary, dealio.
1: Yeah, I miss Mario thirty five. thirty five,
0: yeah, thirty.
1: Yeah, uh, the the one battle royale I actually liked. Uh, Legend of Uh Zelda: Ocarina of Time, because of course, right. Of course. Mario Kart 64, which, mind you, has issues because it's asking for a game pack to be able to save ghost data. Right? Seriously? They didn't even fix that. No, no that's, that's in the, in the Eurogamer article. Uh, look at the screenshots. That, that's what we're going to get to in a little bit.
0: Ah, yes.
1: Oh, yeah. That first screenshot on the left. N64 controller pack not detected. If you want to save your ghost data, please insert N64 controller pack into the controller port. Whoops. Yeah, whoopsie doodle. And you also see the weird ass uh, control scheme. Uh, uh, there on the Eurogamer. Compare uh in game uh, uh controls to what you have to deal with. So in order to uh. Uh, the thumbstick, the left thumbstick and the right thumbstick are the N64 controls. The D pad or D buttons are the D pad on the uh, controller. Uh, Z left and Z right are the, uh, Z buttons. In order to yeah. hit the C buttons, you have to hold Z, uh, ZR. And then, uh, I believe it's the, uh, uh, face buttons. To have access to the C button, so you can't actually hit A in one of the C buttons at the same time, unless it's the left or down, for right? Yeah. But anyway, anyway, continuing on, right? Yeah, carry on. Let's <laughs> go uh, back down. Uh, at Wars, which no idea, never heard of that one. Oh, 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 sorry, that's Star Fox, that's the uh European release of it. You're a gamer, of course, right? Yeah. I guess uh, foxes are too sexy for the European
0: Lilat Wars. Was Lilat wasn't Lilat like the name of the solar system in Star Fox or something like that?
1: Never really played it, so I've I
0: i it has been God twenty years, twenty plus years since I played Star Fox 64. You're old. Yeah, I know. Anyway, fucking old. Sin
1: and Punishment. Never heard of that one. Dr. Mario yeah, 64. And- Mario 10 is 64. Operation Windback.
0: Right? Yeah, I'm looking up Sin and Punishment right now. And
1: Yoshi's Story. Mind you, Mario 64. Um, There's also a quirk about that one. Mind you, before we get into emulator issues, that if you want the game to have vibration, you have to actually change the region of your Switch to Japanese because the Japanese version is the uh, version, is a special release that has vibration controls.
0: (laughs) Well, that's odd.
1: No, that's dumb.
0: So, Sin and Punishment is a rail shooter. A Japanese rail shooter. So, I guess it was popular in ye olden times. Mm
1: -hmm. Or someone, at least. Yeah. Uh, But the uh, Eurogamer has some interesting uh, videos on here of uh some of the sound glitches if you have a chance to listen to those they're hilarious uh, it, it's up there with uh assassin's creed with the characters having no skin
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um another one you might want uh, do they have it on the Gotaku? uh zelda has some very very noticeable uh uh input lag. Actually, they don't have it here, which is a little bit shocking. There was a... Uh, now I need to go see if I can find it. Where... Oh, okay. I'm I'm not a huge fan of Screen Rant. They tend to be sensational. Yeah. But I'm adding a Screen Rant uh, article to the list because uh, they're the first one that came up that had the one I was looking for. Um... Da-da-da. I'm dropping it on a uh, ton of complaints. Take a look at the Screen Rant uh, one and uh, the tweet that has a, uh, a picture of uh link and a controller and watch that. Okay. Where are you dropping it? Discord? Uh, no, on the show notes.
0: Oh, on the show notes.
1: And tell me how that's fucking playable. All right. Or excusable, I guess I should say. Technically playable. But, right?
0: Oh, that's that's easily noticeable input lag.
1: Uh, the Mario one's also bad. Uh, it's on further down. Yeah. And they have the same uh, Mario Kart one from the Kotaku article where it has a bunch of glitching on sound and it just starts hitching and uh, slowing down for whatever reason. Mind you, yeah. $50 a year.
0: And you could emulate better than that on PC for free.
1: You could emulate better on that on a, uh, on a Raspberry Pi.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you don't need all that powerful hardware by modern day standards to play any of these games well. Like, there have been smartphone emulators for years <laughs> for N64 games that have worked fine. I mean,
1: only reason why I didn't put it on my retro pi was that uh, controller issues, you know? Yeah, Because the Ditto ha- started their weird-ass controllers with the N64. And supposedly they also screwed around with the Fog and the Water Temple, but... yeah, uh, Right? It's just... The, the fact yeah. that people got to the Water Temple with controls like that, right?
0: They are very dedicated players. If that's the case. I mean, more power too... Or very, you know?
1: very good.
0: Yeah. Although I think to be that good, you probably have to be dedicated, but... You know, more power to you, like, like what you like, play what you enjoy, don't let me stand in your way, but like, hot damn, man, woman,
1: whatever, like, that's, oh boy. We never even got to the Sega Drive games because, you know, everybody's hung up on the N64 because this is first party stuff as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the Mega Drive games, or Sega Genesis uh, Sonic 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hard, uh, Hard Corps, uh, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, Fancy Star 4, Raster, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, Return of the uh, Ninja Master, and Strider. With upcoming titles F-Zero X, Paper Mario, Mario Golf, uh, Carby 64, The Crystal Shards, Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, Pokemon Snap, and Banjo-Kazooie confirmed. It's just... I'm just baffled that it released in this state. I mean, could these be edge cases that are just getting uh, a lot of views? Yes. But the fact that edge cases are happening this often is still, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, if the edge cases are happening this often enough, they're probably not quite so edge. Mm -hmm. True. But I mean, I, you know, I I just assume that they shipped out a half-baked product. This isn't the first time that Nintendo has done something like this. It probably won't be the last. But because they're Nintendo, most of the time people just go, oh, Nintendo. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're just Nintendo. It's fine. They'll fix it. And, you know, maybe they will. Nintendo does seem to have a track record for fixing this stuff, but that's not really the point. Mm-hmm. Nintendo stock took a, a pretty, pretty big, noticeable dip after this. I, uh, I've got about a dozen shares of Nintendo stock just because I like to have <laughs> stock in things that I'm interested in, and uh, I think I mm-hmm. lost like a hundred bucks off of that dip. Ouch! Yeah, I mean, I'm just waiting for my dividend reinvestment. Uh, let's see, Nintendo. Yeah, I'm down 80 bucks today on my Nintendo stock. Like, it was, it was today, although it's, well, no, I had a little bit of a dip a few days ago, slight recovery, and then another dip,
1: but yeah. Yeah, I'm just reading the Eurogamer article to make sure there's nothing else I'm missing, but it's like, uh, Sin and Punishment is another game with an issue this time with how the Switch version translates to the original game's controls. Here, the straight left and right buttons are mapped to the yellow controller buttons, or uh, the C buttons. Uh, in the emulate version, these are replicated on the Switch's face buttons uh, in the diagram seen below by holding down the, uh, z- uh, the shoulder button. Uh, but the controller ma- uh, uh, shows that the Switch version also has you pressing the right trigger to shoot. Which remaps the face buttons at the same time, removing the ability to strafe right and shoot at the same time. Because, of course, right? Absolutely. And no way to remap that. Because, of course not. Oh. So. Do you think they're just drunk over there? (laughs) Yeah, a little too much sake and, you know, just. Let's
0: do, yeah, let's do a line of, let's do a a line, a line of sake. I don't know, maybe they're doing lines of sake. So a line of cocaine and a shot of sake, (laughs) and get it, you know, get into it. Uh, uh, The
1: Nintendo uh, developers have their ties around their heads, you know.
0: (laughs) I I have read and seen things where that, like generally speaking, like you know, that if you are there, like a lot of times you get forced to go do things you don't want to do as part of that, like you know, corporate collectivist culture. Mm -hmm. And that's a, like a huge culture shock, especially for like Americans and Europeans who wind up, you know, working in Japan or other Asian countries. Like honestly, I I might not be too surprised if it's like, you know, hey, we're all going down to, you know, the break room to to do lines of coke. Like, come on, you're doing it. <laughs> Peer pressure. So we didn't we didn't read off the next like news article. We just talked about yeah. it. Yeah. But I had put it in there separately. The Nintendo Switch Online expansion subscription will cost 50 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we just dove into that. So, uh, I mean,
1: uh, it, it's all just, you know, one thing and you can't really talk about the uh, problems of it without bringing up the price tag. And that's the thing, yeah. right? It's that, yeah, you know, this is $50 a year on top of. Well, that, well, it includes the pre uh, the lower tier, so it's yeah, it's kind of a tiered system, but kind of not.
0: Yeah,
1: which honestly, at twenty bucks a year for what it does, it's fine. Uh, the, you know, online capabilities. Uh, the uh, the fact that backup is tied to something is annoying. Uh, having the NES and SNES games, fine. You know, something to play on uh, and off every so often. Even though, one thing that I find annoying about these how Switch handles emulation is that they should have the rights to be able to have the, at least the basic manual in these games. Right?
0: Yeah. That's interesting. And Just a, a, get, make a PDF. And
1: especially the NES and SNES eras, you were expected to sit down and read that fucking manual to know what was going on. Yeah. So, even the... uh, Boy, here's a name that hasn't come up in a while. The blockbuster idea of, you know, having the little cardstock in the back that told you the controls. Because that's how they used to handle it, was since they didn't want to give out the manual because, you know, it would get stolen in, you know, like two or three rentals at best. They would have a reusable card stock that, you know, wouldn't be that much Uh, that told you basic controls and what happens or, you know, what to do in the game or what you had to you know, know to get, be able to play it. Yeah. Nintendo does nothing of, of the sort. It just expects you, oh, well, you've played these games before. Yeah, you know, you're one of the five people that's played this uh, r- uh really obscure NES game, right? Yeah.
0: You know what this is. You've been here before.
1: And I will say that at least the emulation of the NES and SNES games are pretty good. It's just seems like <laughs> uh, N64, too much for the software. Or more, probably a really shitty emulator.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Yo, I expected little, and uh, somehow Nintendo still managed to disappoint. Not Uh, that uh, I was going to buy into this, because yo, I I will I'm interested in the Animal Crossing DLC because I've been playing Animal Crossing. But yo, I'm not going to pay 50 bucks a year for this.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's and and here's the thing is that they figured out uh, that people were splitting the family plan. So, they up the price of the family plan compared to the base uh, <laughs> one.
0: Which, like, of course people are splitting the
1: family plan. One. Right? Like, of course they are. So, now it's uh, 80 bucks for a family plan. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. Which, that one's uh, uh, a pain to try to do. Oh, it's a- That's about
0: on par with the Xbox one, though. Mm-hmm. The Xbox, like... Gold Family Plan is I think seventy bucks.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing: is that Xbox offers more than, than Nintendo.
0: That's true. And, Xbox and, has got this shit named. And at
1: fifty bucks, you're right there at that cusp of what PlayStation, and Xbox offers. And both of them offer a lot better service and a lot stronger service and a lot more reasons than what Nintendo does. Yeah. Hell. Uh, at 20 bucks, it's hard to argue at times what Nintendo does. Unless you do a lot of online play. Even then, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth, but eh, right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Nintendo, just copy Microsoft. It's alright. We know you don't want to. We know you're out there with your weird batshit ideas, and you want to be like the weird, unique kid. But just... Stop. Just copy Microsoft on this one. I promise. It'll be fine.
1: I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in you. <laughs> Which would be a, a good title for the show if it was a game club week.
0: Right. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed.
1: Even though I'm pretty sure we've used that one before.
0: Possibly. Probably.
1: I mean, we've had a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, alright so that wraps up the community corner I think I think we talked yeah. about uh, Nintendo longer than we did Docker's Dungeon <laughs> yeah close
0: to it um Rage how can people send us stuff where do they send it uh, to
1: vglpodcast at gbell.com uh, drop us a line on the twitter vglpodcast or drop by the discord you can find a link over at vglpodcast dot podbean dot com So how dead are you?
0: I'm like zoning out.
1: Oh, so zombie.
0: I went through my whole thirty two ounces of coffee, and it's like it's I'm coming down already.
1: I'm coming down, man. So I take it you want to skip the doobly do this week?
0: Yeah, let's let's just skip on over that this week.
1: The bed's a calling, right?
0: The oh my fucking god, the bed is calling. (laughs) <laughs> Just calling my name Go lay down Yeah, I, up. yeah.
1: I need you inside me Well I mean, <laughs> if you
0: insist God, I've waited so many years to hear that I'll be there I'm getting in the car right fucking now And I'll be there
1: <laughs> Well, there's your burst of energy
0: That's, yep I'll see you in the morning, sweetheart
1: oh, uh, I'm no longer in the mood
0: mm. God damn it <laughs> my one chance and i blew it although not in the way i would have liked <laughs> all right hey rage uh hit him with them socials well, and things
1: i've been caffeine rage to find me on twitter gamer or if you wish to be my friend caffeine rage over on steam you've been either than sad. A sleepy boy.
0: sad i lost i lost my my uh blew my chance but anyways oh, i'm a game psychologist Find me on the YouTube by searching for that. You can find me on Twitter at JMA4707, where I shitpost and make hot takes and, you know, whatever else. Uh, be my friend. Uh, well, you come to the Discord, you can talk to me there. You can be your friend on Steam, uh, JArthur4707. And also, if you want to see me be a horrible person on a vampire stream, you can do that by going to twitch.tv slash runicarts. I played there in a game that they host on Wednesday, and I also now play Battletech on Fridays, but I'm the one who's running that game.
1: Uh, Are you a horrible person there as well?
0: Uh, I'm all of the people, and some of them are horrible, so yes.
1: Now, uh, is your vampire there?
0: No, he's not there. Yet. You've played the um... The Flashpoint DLC from the Battletech game,
1: Uh, uh I, I believe. I think so.
0: Uh, da, da,
1: da. I, I know I have it. it. i played a bit of it, but I can't remember if I... I don't think I beat it.
0: Have you done the mission or done the Flashpoint with uh, the guy who, like, uses the bird as his image?
1: I don't recall.
0: I, I think it's called One Man's Trash.
1: I, okay. I really don't recall.
0: Well, I sent a screenshot of it. To uh, Ian, uh, that's that's Runick. That's his his actual name is Ian, and he made this that's like gonna serve as like my character like thing that pops oh, up no. when I'm talking. It's it's really 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 good. Um, because <laughs> there there's like a little parrot or a parakeet or something, and then he's like, oh my, you know my camera's broken, so I'm just gonna use this default image. And it's a bird with sunglasses. I was like, that that'll just be me. This can be me.
1: So, anyways.
0: <laughs> Carry on.
1: Um, uh, well, now I guess scroll all the way back to the top and uh uh once again you could contact us for VGL Podcast. Uh, VGL Podcast. Announce 8 right? At right. gmail.com with your letters, voicemails, game-related topics, tweet us of VGL podcast at gmail.com. Uh, uh, tweet us at VGL Podcast. Ugh. What can I say? I'm going to be a little bit of a sleepy boy as well. It's not like yeah. I, I haven't said this a couple hundred times. <laughs>
0: it's uh, okay. Tweet it us uh, at to the Best of Us.
1: Don't you wish? Tweet us at VGL Podcast. Maybe. Or if you wish to drop by the Discord, you can find o- find us over at vglpodcast.pombe.com with links to that. The RSS feed, the show notes, and links to all our stuff. Assuming Jared's actually remembered to post his uh, Horrible Horrible Person stream online. On that, probably not. I'll do that next. <laughs> I'm going to take that as no. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: For some reason, our patrons give us money. Patreon.com uh, slash VGL Podcast. Which we do appreciate uh, the support. You really sometimes gotta wonder right
0: they they love us or at least like us tolerate and I'm okay I can handle I, I can also live with that I can live with all of those outcomes
1: our intro and outro music is on the ground by Kevin McLeod you can find his work over at Computech.com and
0: as always as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice we'll bye now
1: see ya